0: To be welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger i'm Lindsay weber and we're on vacation this week so we've got a who remembers episode okay it's...
1: but what's actually crazy is that it's our birthday and we are eight years old
0: we're eight years old so that's wish us happy age. birthday that's we... my nephew's age he's so smart
1: <laughs> uh, well guess what we're not smart <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're like
0: eight year olds are like full are you human saying beings. we should have
1: learned something in eight years of doing this and you feel like we haven't
0: my nephew, who is eight years old, is probably smarter, smarter than, than us, us in this podcast. So, but
1: we're an eight-year-old child. That's kind of an iconic age. Mm-hmm. Eight years of this show. We started in 2016, January 18th. Today is the 19th. Yeah. So wow, we are that's eight years and one day old.
0: It's unbelievable. Back Remember when, when
1: eight- I turned the accidentally put our birthday on Twitter and then we got kicked off Twitter because we were eight <laughs> years old? <laughs> we were <laughs> eight years old. No, we were like six we were years six old. years old, maybe five years and old, and they were like, "Get off Twitter!" And You're I was like, five. "Fair." <laughs>
0: It's totally fair. So now we're
1: eight, we're really what happens at your eighth birthday? What's what do you what do you get? What do you realize? Are you realizing things?
0: You're learning what you really you're you're getting new like passions and love. It's like I'm really into horses i'm really into mm, football i'm really into okay, computers like okay. you you have like very palpable interests when you're eight
1: so if you've listened to us for eight years that is incredible and thank you for thank doing you so much that, that is means so much to a us. wild amount of time to be interested in something and we appreciate you for that here's to 10
0: we also appreciate our callers which is why this episode we're going to flashback at some all-time favorite Calls. callers from the past eight years of this podcast
1: yeah, these are. this is really the Call of Fame episode. It really is a shout-out to some of our favorite calls from Watsky to Lost in My Backyard. We've got oh. a call from Lena Dunham in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got calls about Garth Brooks, calls about Jerry O'Connell. I mean, if these ring a bell to you, you're a true stan and you have been with us for eight mm-hmm. years. So that mm-hmm. will be what we are doing this episode while we're a little on vacation. But I do feel like these comps are actually kind of iconic and really get you back without having to listen to our entire eight-year-old catalog which Mm -hmm. i would argue is way too much for one person to
0: yeah we don't recommend that although if you want to fine (laughs) i might do it i might do it when we hit 10 i
1: think i'm gonna start from the beginning and listen to our entire show oh my god no you're not gonna do that (laughs) you're not gonna do that yeah
0: that's so much work i know so thank you to everyone for listening for this long If you've been listening forever, amazing. If you're new, thanks for giving us a shot. If you've been calling in since the beginning, we love you. If you've only called in once, we love you. If you've never called in because it's too crazy for you, totally understandable. But maybe
1: this year as a resolution, you should start calling in and really get on the show. People tell me they call all the time and never get on the show. And I'm like, keep trying.
0: And also thank you, of course, to Timmy our research and editorial assistant who helps, who, us, listen who who helps us listen to calls the calls one of one of the most important aspects of his job he is one of the listeners uh, we all listen but timmy is just over time he's just become a wonderful filter he, knows he really exactly knows what makes exactly, exactly what we like he and knows he knows, knows
1: which one of you people he needs to take, keep out of the <laughs> out of the info <laughs> <laughs> needs to keep away from us <laughs> just kidding so thank you again that person actually stopped calling Enjoy- <laughs> they did
0: yeah they stopped calling a long time ago yeah
1: well hope they're well I hope they're okay yeah
0: thank you for listening here's our great hour plus episode of Iconic Calls we'll see you next week back to normal we'll be done with our vacations and uh, we are looking forward to it bye
1: see ya hi Hoot
0: Weekly
2: Um, so I've got a weird one I was, so that new Lord song came out and we put it on the stereo and I thought I heard a sample. Like I couldn't identify it, but uh, I went to look it up and I found this weird post on a site called affinity that said Lord's new single rips off another song. And it zeroes in on like totally not the part I was looking at, but still like has this whole deal about how Lord ripped off this artist and like it's super obvious and, the artist gets on twitter and like complains about it and um anyway so i'm gonna play some of this audio because like it's there's something to it but also the song that she's allegedly copied is one of the worst things i've ever heard in my life and i just i can't stop laughing thinking about it. anyway okay so here's lord
3: i do my makeup in somebody else's car We ordered different drinks at the same bars.
2: Okay, and here's here's the other artist whose name is Watsky. and I'm gonna play like just the matching part first and then I'm gonna play the the beginning of the song after it because I can't get over it. Right, so it's pretty similar. But then here's what happens next. Fuck you if you love a car for his paint job Love you you love a car for the road trips Show me the mouths and your arms and the pink scar Where the doctor had to pull out all the bone chips. Anyway, so <laughs> this person is called Watski And he's on Twitter and he has a bunch of followers And he's like participated in some other stuff Like he's not, I mean he's definitely not of them But he might be some sort of foo And he's on Twitter like Joking about Lord ripping him off, and it is kind of weird. Like it's the same notes, but then also this is the worst song that's ever been recorded. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. That's all I've got. Who, who is Watsky? Um, and uh, good form, Bella
1: <laughs> I. This was a. I.
2: An incredible haul.
1: I heard this clip yesterday, and every time I think about it, I start to cry. It's so funny because. You you hear that she has ripped someone off, and you think it's going to be in the same realm of it. Like you're like, okay, here as the notes build up, you're like, here we go, what's going to happen? And then mm-hmm. something happens that just comes fuck this, out of fuck that. <laughs> can you play the clip just so I can hear it again? Yeah, let me get it again. Where did it go? Wait, I can also. What's
0: his? Oh, I got it. I also love that he <laughs> he found this story on Affinity Magazine. <laughs> Like, this very hooey website. Here we go. Listen.
1: I'm going to laugh. I'm going to lose it again.
2: Fuck you if you love a car for his paint job. <laughs> love you you love a car for the road trips. Show me the miles and your arms and the pink scar where the doctor I, had to I, pull out I, all the bone chips. Shut it off, <laughs> uh,
0: I, I was telling Lindsay this earlier, but I love... Like, this... This man sounds so white. This man This man sounds like a parody of a white man. It he sounds like he sounds like a non-white person doing their impression of a white person. Where it's like, oh well, fuck you if you don't like a car with a paint job. Like he sounds like
1: It's just such a dramatic buildup. And then when he comes in, you're just like, wait, what? This is who she's ripping off, supposedly. This like weird Macklemore Ian version of a rapper or something like that Um, so the funny thing is when you click on his tweets you're like oh this guy actually has a following and followers which is what John noticed um, the caller Um, so I looked him up and I was like who is he he is apparently a slam poet he like got his start on Deaf Poetry Jam of course and he won like the youth Grand Slam Poetry Championship or whatever so he clearly is a slam poet and now is a rapper. That's kind of the progression that he made. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Clearly he's Jewish. Uh, No, I looked it up. He's Jewish, but you can tell also that he's Jewish. Um, I I appreciate uh, all the slam poetry stuff. And then he came out with like a mixtape. He also did a Ted talk. I mean, he's basically exactly what you think he is.
0: (laughs) I didn't think it was possible to be more embarrassing than Hoodie Allen, but here we are. Uh, tr- uh, truly, remember Hoodie Allen?
1: Yes, I remember Hoodie Allen. Like still exists, I'm sure. And Does then this he? guy Watsky, the his most recent like thing that he did was he was on the Hamilton mixtape. That's
0: cool. That's a that's a that's an achievement.
1: It's pretty themmy of him, but no, he's definitely yeah. a who. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was also on a epic rap battle of history video. So, oh, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So I don't know him, and apparently, Lord rip him off but I kind of also don't believe that it's three notes. You can really, it kind of can't rip
0: off like chords.
1: It kind of feels crazy. Also it, it, I forget who said this, but it was like, imagine like you, you're ripped, like Lord ripped off a song and it's the worst song of all time. (laughs) Like imagine the song that like all that work to rip off a song to make your song. And then it turns out the original song is like the worst song you've ever heard, which it really does sound like the worst song I've ever heard in my life.
0: Um, and I guess that's it for today. I can't hear you. Yeah, hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Yeah. I'm right here. Okay. Oh my god, your phone is cutting out. We should end it because I think that we have hit enough
0: yeah.
1: of our marks tonight. Today. Yeah, that's it. Well, I figured I'd make it big
3: just try to forget about the thing you did baby it's harder than it looks making all this money and dodging crooks i bought the kind of big house you used to hate got property and dogs and a privacy gate everything is easy everything is fun life is a lottery well honey i won do you see me on tv do you remember how things used to be? Well, I know things have changed. But, but if you call me now, hell, you know just what I'd say. I got lost in my backyard, spent too long staring at the stars. Trying to pretend I can get over you with my fancy cars and expensive shoes. What have I got to do to get you out of my head
1: and into my arms
3: or into my bed?
1: Crunch, crunch. That is like, actually upon like third listen, it gets better. Like if Kane Brown doesn't like buy this song, like somehow figure out how to buy the rights to this song and release it.
0: Truly. And if anyone, if any of y'all down there in Nashville have any want to be connected to this caller, let me know and I will set the two of you up. We've that's happened before. We've gotten a call that was like, Hey, I think I can offer this one caller a job. Can you connect me so I can get their resume? And we and did, it, and did it and it was tight. And I think they got an interview. I'm not sure if they got the job, but I think know.
1: they got an interview. The uh what's so great about that interpretation of Kane Brown's concept of lost in my own backyard <laughs> is that she turned it into like like a missing you a love thing. song, yeah. Like a love song, like he's like, "Fuck you." I'm buying a big house, and then I got, I was so in love with you that I got distracted by the stars, and I got lost oh. in my backyard. Wow, like, it's a beautiful fuck. song. That was gorgeous. You should be on that TV show, the songwriter TV show.
0: Oh, the one with Shane McAnally, who's on my shit list.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. I know he is. <laughs> was he, t- really things have changed t- the tides have turned but uh i think that was so so good and yeah I, that was really great and we have high standards for that stuff
0: too just mm. really good <laughs> i don't even i don't even have anything like silly to say that was even phenomenal. the music
1: <laughs> of it the musicality of it was interesting and good
0: this is a Kane Brown song.
1: It's also sort of Kane Brown
0: fan fiction. The way that, like, they insert the narrative of Kane Brown's wife not wanting a big house. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. It's okay.
0: True. That's lovely. Okay. We can move on to questions. Holy gorgeous, shit. Gorgeous, I'm just... Gorgeous, I'm really just blown away by that. Oh,
1: I know. Talent, you play it again. We, can you play it again at the end of the episode, too? Yeah, I'll play it
0: again at the end of the... If you want to hear it again, I'll so... we'll play it at the end of the episode. Okay. Oh, my God. I mean,
1: you can also rewind, <laughs> but I don't... <laughs> But, like, you don't have this to. we we'll play it This again. is digital. Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's move on to questions.
4: Hi. This is Kate Mara. I have a correction to something you said many months ago on an episode. You called my sister, Patricia, a who. You may also know Patricia by her very funny name, Rooney Mara. This is because Rooney is a them. I am a who. Good form, Bella
5: form.
0: Okay. So, um... So we have.
1: Two so I'm calling the here. FBI, and I'm very scared. And <laughs> somebody, please help here. me.
0: One is that one of you decided to impersonate Kate Mara and call in and say Kate Mara is a who, but Rooney is a them. The second explanation is that Kate Mara is the funniest person alive, <laughs> and 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 called in using a fake computer voice. <laughs> Do you think that's say, what
1: Kate Mara's phone voice sounds like? Maybe also, <laughs> uh, I am a who. <laughs>
0: It's a very creepy call. I really hope it is indeed Kate Mara, but we have no way of knowing. Kate, if it's really you, uh, verify this somehow. We don't have to play the call. You know the number. We obviously know you know the number. Or you can email us at what's Rita up to it. Why would Kate Mara
1: use a computer voice?
0: I think Kate Mara might be like funny as hell. Like I think Kate Mara might be Kate Mara
1: calling in and being like, I have to disguise myself using a computer voice, but then saying I am Kate Mara is truly the funniest thing that's ever happened. (laughs) but again,
0: this could easily just be some hooligan with a good sense of humor. Um, I mean, all
1: hooligans have good senses of humor. That's like, that's just understood.
0: I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, assume that it is in fact Kate Mara. So thank you, Kate, for listening. Um, that's it for today.
4: Hello, this is Lena Dunham calling you from Wales. I've been living in Wales for two, roughly two months. And, um, I'm obsessed with listening to Who Weekly because I'm completely surrounded by Welsh people, and you guys have been my only tie to American life, so I am shooting a TV show, and then at night when I get home really tired, I listen to back episodes of Who Weekly, and I got really excited when I started listening to Who Them, which, by the way, is not inferior to your regular episodes, but I was like, maybe I can call in. I'm not expecting to get on the show, but I do want to tell you that. You guys should really consider coming and doing an all-UK episode, especially considering that Love Island has taken over the entire national consciousness, and it's just so who because overnight, these incredible who's, like a fireman from Surrey, become these total thems, and watching the who-them transition, and then watching them get kicked off the show, and then transition back into who's, it's just so you. Um... I wanted to thank you guys for keeping me company and um, making life so great. And also just suggest some Love Island action on Who Weekly.
1: Um, Crunch, crunch, uh, good form, Bella Thorne, um, scar, Joe, yummy pop. Bye. And there you have it. Lena Dunham saying crunch, crunch, scar, Joe, yummy pop. Scar,
0: Joe, yummy pop.
1: (laughs) That's wild.
0: What can you say about Lena Dunham calling the hotline? (laughs) I don't think I can say much. Um, Lindsay, tell us about Love Island. Well,
1: I was going to say, I'm so happy that Lena, even though she's in the UK for work, is getting to enjoy the Love Island just experience because it's on during the summer. It's on every single day there and everybody's watching it. So it's like the most insane cultural thing. And I don't necessarily... I don't have any plans to go to England, but if I made any, I would want to go during Love Island season to experience, like, what she's talking about because I am watching Love Island somewhat live. Like, I don't watch it as they're airing because I can't because I have to wait till, like, they get uploaded by, like, some kind Englishman or woman. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I go find it on various places, which you can totally find yourself if you do a quick Google. I will not tell you where. Um. And it's just honestly astounding. It is an incredible show. Like, it, she's right. Like, it creates these, like, mega stars from no one's, nobodies, immediately. And then they're just, like, plopped off the face of the earth And when they're done on Love Island. And, like, are kind of famous. And then it's, like, they have to quickly, quickly, quickly figure out what they're going to do to, like, stay relevant. Or just decide to be, like, it completely irrelevant. But the Daily Mail right. covers this like it is sports illustrated covering the world cup which is i don't even i just made that up but like what i assume
0: isn't it that big it's huge thank you for listening lena i love that you're so knowledgeable about the sign-offs that's so great yeah we have Um, to have you on
1: the show i feel like you have a lot of interesting experiences that our audience would love to hear and i think that it'd be fun to talk to you about the nature of fame from your experience, right?
0: You know our number. You know our number.
1: How to be famous?
0: I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs>
1: what when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else to say? Mad. Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed?
0: I want I my bed.
1: I've made – it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body.
0: Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get and that's the one I got and that's the one that I love and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it and now he's on it all the time and I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com who. That's helixsleep.com who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
1: Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet, and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com sample-policy. Spot pet insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot pet Insurance Services, LLC. I want to be famous. Let's just start with a really good story.
0: Okay, we're going to start with... Uh, again, I don't want to oversell it, but the best story we've ever heard.
1: <laughs> no, the best
0: not just not just in the world of Who Weekly, but the best story I've ever heard. The story
1: could life. be adapted into a short film about the story. Hi, Who Weekly.
6: Um, I'm calling with a fantastic Who story that I got from the Women's March in DC on Saturday. So I was there with my sister, and we were hanging around the Samantha Bee bus. And we were kind of near the door, and all of a sudden, this woman comes up, and I immediately recognize her, but I have no idea who she is. And she keeps, like, knocking on the door and, like, trying to get that bodyguard person to open the door, but the bodyguard won't open the door, obviously, because no one knows who she is. And so, finally, she writes down on a piece of paper, like, her name or something, and, like, puts it up to the window, and... The bodyguard looks at it and probably still has no idea who this woman is. And then finally, like, five minutes later, a PA or something comes out and, like, gives her a bottle of water and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want to come and say hi? And at this point, I still am like, I don't know who this woman is, and my sister really has no idea who this woman is. And we take a picture of her without her knowing, hopefully, and we send it to our mother (laughs) And she told us it was Tyne Dolly, no, whoever no, that woman No, it. you're so But rude. I just thought it was really funny that she was standing you're outside so, the bus for at least 15 you. minutes trying to get on. Okay, Anyways, thanks so much. Good for him Bella love Thorne. I love you. All time. Bye. I love
0: the call just ends with, like, thanks for listening. Like, there's no question about, like, is she a who? Is she a them? It's just Tyne Dolly. First of all, her name is Tyne Daily. How
1: dare you not know who Tyne Daily
0: is <laughs> Should we even explain should we even do Tyne the service Daily, of explaining who Tyne Daily is? Tyne
1: Daily writing Tyne Daily on a piece of paper and holding it up to the bus is the best thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> There's nothing better than Tyne Daily writing Tyne Daily on a piece of paper. I
0: think I think it like I'm imagining her writing on the back of like a receipt for T.J. Maxx.
1: <laughs> like her sign like says her like, no, her sign says like women, like w- women just want to have fundamental rights. And on the back, she wrote time daily, <laughs> <laughs> held it up to the bus. Bodyguards like mm, never seen touched by an angel. Don't know who you are.
0: <laughs> um. So she is, she's been on like, she's been on television for 100 years. Um, she's like a hundred, right? She's, she's 100 like a hundred. She's a famous theater actress. Um. She's won Tony. She's won Emmys. And she's probably best known for, what was the show, Cagney and Lacey was her big show where she yeah. was like the cop. Um She judging was judging Amy. Amy. She was Amy's mom, right? She was like.
1: You know what she's really great in last year? If if like, let's say like you're not 100 years old and you want something recent. She was really great in a movie called Hello, My Name is Doris, which co-starred um, oh Sally God. Field. She played a friend. Um, Wasn't she great in that?
0: Uh, that movie did not do as well as I thought it would.
1: It's a great movie.
0: I sort of thought like people would enjoy the novelty of Sally Field, the comedy, because I think Sally Field is excellent in comedy. She was fantastic. She do enough of them. She was
1: fantastic who did she in that movie. What's his name? Max something? Um Greenfield. Uh, Max Greenfield. Greenfield. Um Point anyway. being, Tyne Daly, iconic, legendary <laughs> actress, but I'm not surprised you didn't know who she was because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, i uh, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know?
0: I mean, the, the story itself was proof that you shouldn't know who she is. If you have to see, if, if you watch Tyne Daly write her name on a piece of paper and put it up to a window, then you shouldn't be, like, sad that you didn't know who she was. No. You know.
7: Hey, Justin Bobby, this is Jordan. So I just finished watching... up oh. my bird. How do I restart this? No, how do I restart this? <laughs>
0: she called back I, I don't want to play I'm the call i'm not playing the her actual call.
1: call but that was the best call ever hey justin bobby
0: hey justin bobby if you
1: don't remember justin bobby was the love interest of um audrina audrina on the hills. <laughs> <laughs>
7: look at me homeboy wore combat boots to the beach i know you don't want to call that your boyfriend i know you don't him leaving this on
1: the table not saying bye like i'm done i'm over it
0: justin bobby like
1: <laughs> hey justin bobby
0: <laughs> hey justin bobby
1: um i love it i, I feel love like, that call
0: <laughs> yeah um <laughs>
1: nothing like having who's on the mind
0: justin bobby i still <laughs> i still can't get over that's a real that was a real name justin was a real bobby person.
1: imagine just imagine like Wanting to become a model and thinking, what should I give myself as a name? And you come up with Justin Bobby. It's so, it's so, the sounds are awful. It's awful. And he was just awful. Oh, of course he sucks. But like, his a name. Drip. I just, I still can't get over his name. Anyways, thank you for calling. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess. No, it's a really great call. I'm sorry we didn't play the follow-up call, but that was too good. I refuse. Uh, and it stands on its own. I refuse. It stands on its own.
1: I don't need Bobby like getting back to Brooklyn Decker's Wikipedia page for any reason in this episode. We're, we're oh, done so with rude. that. Oh, um,
0: that's so rude. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> Thanks
5: for calling. Hi, it's Lexi. Um, so I'm driving to work right now, and I'm listening to this week's episode about Jerry O'Connell, and I haven't even... Started the part where you're talking about him yet? And I just have to tell you that a few months ago, I was flying to LA on like a 6 a.m. flight, and Jerry O'Connell was in my gate eating a bowl of clam chowder at like 5:30 in the morning. That's all. Okay, bye.
0: I I didn't I didn't listen to this call first. Lindsay did, <laughs> and she was like going through calls, and I get a text that's all caps, and it's like. We have a call about Jerry O'Connell eating clam chowder at an airport at 5.30 a.m. And I sort of thought you were just sending me the text not planning on actually talking about it, but I'm glad it's here. Wait,
1: why would I not play a call so
0: perfect? I thought you'd be like, oh, we don't need to play this. Like, it's not interesting, but it actually is very interesting.
1: It's fascinating. Jerry O'Connell caught eating a bowl of clam chowder at the airport at 5.30 in the morning. Nothing else needed. No context needed.
0: We don't know if it's New England or Manhattan. He's oh, a Manhattan true. boy. He grew up in he grew up in Manhattan, yeah, but so it wasn't Manhattan.
1: Yeah, but most clam chowder served is New England. Is New England. So Manhattan clam chowder is so gross. New England clam chowder at 5.30 in the AM is so gross. It's literally heavy cream.
0: Was I with you when I got the clam chowder as uh, it was at some diner and it was very, very yes, early. You and got it was the clam it was super hot. Yes. It was like a hundred degrees out. Yes. And I didn't realize my sandwich came with a soup. And you were she was so like, what do you want?
1: delighted by the fact that you could get clam cheddar that you got clam chowder.
0: I was like, what's the soup of the day? And she was like, New England clam chowder. And I, it was like 9 a.m. and it was 100 degrees outside. And I was like, whatever, it comes with it. I should get it. And you were like, that's disgusting. <laughs> and it came and I thought I would have one bite. And then I finished the whole bowl. It was so good. I, I was mean, sweating. I mean, what I'm saying is I understand. I can relate to Jerry O'Connell here.
1: I think clam chowder is, clam chowder is an just, anytime meal There's three issues here One is clam chowder Two is 5.30 in the morning Three is the airport So like just all of those things together Is like a no-no like, I love airport clam chowder, clam chowder
0: is maybe Food at the
1: airport is fine sometimes 530 in, the, 5.30 in the a.m. sometimes you gotta eat But all those things together Is the main kind of issue Also that we have
0: wait here. it was at LAX not JFK So it wasn't even clam chowder that he bought in New York it He was, bought the clam chowder in It was in LA California. clam
1: chowder <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> I went from sympathizing with him to saying, hell no.
1: So Jerry's off Wendy. Wendy's back. She's done a ton of press and she's back in action. So um, salute to you, Jerry.
0: I'm sorry. This is a very um, Kirby and Kirby enthusiasm me, like Larry Davidian um moment where you could, you could develop a storyline for an episode of something where it's like two people are in the running for becoming Kelly Ripa's co-host. One of them is Ryan Seacrest, and one of them is Jerry O'Connell, and Larry David is in charge of deciding who, and Larry David really likes Jerry O'Connell, but he sees him at LAX eating clam chowder, and he's like, I don't trust this guy. And they're like, why not? And he's like, well, he was eating clam chowder at 5.30 a.m. at LAX, and I don't trust him. But then
1: something happens at the end where Jerry like fucks over Larry you know like yes, like yes. Jerry like he, something happens where like Jerry's like Larry you should have let me ghost it and it's like <laughs>
0: or he ends up on a plane and they're like would you like a bowl of like he gets clam chowder oh yeah he's, he gets he's like I guess I'll eat he it he gets whatever. on the
1: plane and he's in first class they're like oh sorry all we have is clam chowder and it's like <laughs>
0: Yes. Um, So anyway, we just wrote a bad episode (laughs) of Corporate Enthusiasm. Next call.
8: Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, I'm calling because so I've been getting a an ad uh, when I'm watching Hulu multiple times today, where it's Marion Cotillard in a perfume commercial for Chanel Number Five. Um, And at first I was like, whatever, I'm not even paying attention to this. And then this most recent time that I got it, I was like, wait, Marion Cotillard is in the, like, in the commercial, she goes and dances on the moon with some random guy. And I guess it's about perfume because what is a perfume commercial? But does Marion Cotillard even believe in the moon? Like she's, A conspiracy theorist isn't she and like I don't know what conspiracy theory she believes in but like I just feel like she doesn't believe in the moon so I'm confused why she's appearing in a perfume commercial with it uh so I don't know does Marion Cotillard believe in the moon uh good form Bella Thorne crunch crunch bye I
1: (laughs) you hit the nail on the head
0: you hit the moon on the crater This commercial has been inundating my... (laughs) television viewing for weeks as well and every and I've been texting some of my friends about it and I'm just like this is so fucking funny and like
1: do you think that the person who like cast her in this like is in on it like they knew that she absolutely not because it just it feels like a personal hit where it's like let's get like this woman doesn't believe in the moon let's get get her to dance on the moon like does she know she signed up for this
0: and it's such a joke in, in my own household because whenever it comes on HGTV so every time I'm watching HGTV it's one of the like six commercials that airs in every commercial break. And every time it starts, Josh is like, no, not this again. Because it's not only Marion Cotillard dancing on the moon, (laughs) on the moon, she's dancing to a rendition of "Lord's team, but she is singing team. (laughs) Can you play it? (laughs) It's the most kitchen sink concept. Listen.
1: When I heard this, I freaked out. I mean, I didn't even need to see it, but like... (laughs)
3: Shows on thrones, a hundred choose between teeth now-
0: So they're on the moon dancing the Lord's team that Marion herself is singing. To answer your question, does Marion Cotillard believe in the moon? I'm pretty sure she no. believes in the moon. What she doesn't believe in or isn't certain of is that a man walked there.
1: But that doesn't help her case because in this commercial, she's she's dancing on the moon. <laughs> so she
0: so she was interviewed very iconically. True heads know that in two thousand seven, at the height of know. like Marion Cotillard is here, baby. She was interviewed by a French newspaper because I think the original interview was in Fran- in French. And sorry, it
1: was, this is a I with just thinking about it. She probably said this in French because it's it's like kind of like she almost
0: certainly said it in French, but she yeah. still said it. Right. And now we said it, so it says. Did a man really walk did a man did a man really walk on the moon? Oh my um, god, no. I saw plenty of documentaries on it, and I really wondered. This and in is, any case, I don't tremendous. believe all they tell me, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't care what like the particulars of her belief are. If you are out here saying, Did we land on the moon? We have a problem here. Like, I don't need to know more details. If you're already the type of person who's questioning it, like, you've you're a truther right? Right. Yeah, so Marion Cotillard questions the validity of the moon landing video. She doesn't know, she's not sure. She saw plenty of documentaries on it, and she really wondered, and in any case, I don't believe all they tell me, that's for sure. Okay,
1: okay, you have to stop doing that.
0: (laughs) I'm, like, picturing her on the fake moon set dancing to Lord and, like, drinking coffee at Craft services, being like, I think this is the place where they filmed the one where Neil yes! Armstrong walked to right? Am I right? She... Ho, ho, ho. And then they're like, Marion, don't make jokes like that. And she's like, She
1: one hundred percent believes that where she filmed this ad is where they filmed the original moon landing. A hundred percent. That is. That is it. That's it.
0: Look, I'm Neil. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh no! They're going to say I walked on the moon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One small step for a man, one giant leap for Marion. For Marion.
1: <laughs> okay, we can't do. That.
5: <laughs> um, hi Lindsay and Bobby. My name is Kirby. Um, I have been a fan for about three weeks now because my friend Rachel told me to listen to your podcast, and she kept referring to people as "whos and them's." And I was like, "That's great. What are you talking about?" And then she told me that I needed to call and tell you about how Chrissy Teigen inadvertently. Uh, not hooked us up, but had me, what am I saying? I'm so nervous for some reason now on the phone, but um, (laughs) set up me and my boyfriend on Twitter, which I will say for another phone call, but I'm calling because I just watched the Golden Globes. And I have two questions for you. First of all, did we know that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was dating or actually married to Hillary Burton from One Tree Hill? I had no idea until Jess Jared posted a photo on Instagram, and I saw that he was with her, and I was kind of blown away, and then I obviously Googled it, and apparently they've been married for a little while, and they have a son together, and he's six years old. So Jensen Ackles from Supernatural set them up. I don't know. Are we supposed to know this? I just thought it was a little weird, um, but also really cool, good for them. Okay, anyways, um, I took this as a Facebook group as well, but um wanted to come to you guys since you're the authorities. So, uh thanks for making me laugh and
1: i'll talk to you soon okay bye
0: what a great chrissy teigen story you um, should call again and like give us the full I story even if we don't need play it I to just hear that know. story
1: no i need to hear yeah. the story yeah personally yeah. need to hear the story even if you don't want us to play it just we call and like just... tell us the story and be like don't play this but yeah. here's yeah put story. a disclaimer
0: we're fine <laughs> sorry everyone uh, listening
1: who actually wants to hear the story it's just for us
0: it's just for us unless you want us to share it that's fine Um, but we would never share something if you did not give us permission but if
1: it's also a bad story then I'm still not going to like it has (laughs) to also be a good story (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) Um,
0: quality control Uh, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh I did not know that he and Hillary Burton were together until the Golden Globes. I didn't so. know
1: either, which is crazy because this is totally up my alley. It's very old loves, very random coupling, you know. And they've been together mm-hmm. for a long time, so I'm just really surprised this didn't come across my radar. Maybe it's because I definitely don't pay attention to anything these two have ever been in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just like, say, like, aside how from often him, do we see them? Well, when he was the, the last time I cared about him was when he was on Grey's Anatomy as Denny. Um, we've talked about him before because he has a twin in Hollywood, which is, he is the exact same, he has the exact same face as Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem. But, when we talked about him last time, and I said, I care about Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he was Denny. And that's the last time I cared mm-hmm. about him. Him and Hillary Burton were not together when he was on Grey's Anatomy. But since then, they have gotten together. And they yeah. have a kid. And they're married.
0: They have a kid. They're, m- they're married. questionably married. No, oh, they are married. for sure married. They're married, yeah. Um, I thought there was some weird thing about like the only reason we know they are married is because he referred to her as his wife, but like there was no- like they weren't on the cover of People when they got married. They've that's, been together for s- years,
1: over seven years, says this article. But I guess they both were married. They both says were-
0: just Jared Jr. <laughs> no,
1: you- I'm reading a worse website, which is Fame10.com, and oh my God. <laughs> and <laughs> so I trust them because Fame10. Um, so he was married and she was married and. This is their second their second marriage. God. Their second marriage.
0: I, imagining myself reading like Fame 7 and I'm getting questionable information. It's like <laughs> they've only been married for 4 years. What?
1: Fame 10 has 10 things I didn't know about Hillary Burton and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's relationship. And honestly, I didn't know any of these things. Number <laughs> 10 is they love candy. I didn't know that. <laughs> 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 Why don't I even just? Should I just go through this list? Because
0: go through, please, if they're all as good as I love candy, who we're in for a treat?
1: <laughs> well, ten is I love candy, and the reason <laughs> they love candy is because they co-own a candy shop. So it's not just that they were photographed having candy; they literally own a candy shop.
0: Wow, that's two things that I just learned on one bullet point. Can Incredible! You it? I love I mean, Fame Ten. I feel like
1: Fame Ten is the best website in the whole world because <laughs> Us Weekly would say they love candy, and it'd be like one time they ate candy. This is literally they <laughs> or, own a candy shop.
0: Or it would have a bolded bullet and no, like, regular body copy underneath that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Ten. They love candy. Wait, wait. Nine. Wait, can I read you this description? It gets wilder every sentence. Okay. (laughs) There's more about the candy? Oh, my God. Just just wait. Despite being beloved stars, mm, okay, the two live a very low-key life and actually co-own a candy store in Rhinebeck, New York called Samuel's Sweet Shop. It's oh. in Rhinebeck? Yes. We it, should go. I know. I'd love to go to this candy store. Ready? It gets better. After the passing of the owner, Mer- Morgan and Burton, and fellow actor Paul. Wait, I've
0: been there. Oh my God. Shh. Oh my I've been God. There. Oh my sorry. God. Sorry. Go on. Sorry.
1: What sorry. was that? You've been there? Uh, yes, I've been there.
0: I bought so much candy when I was there. Excuse but go on. me. Okay.
1: After the passing of the owner. Morgan and Burton, fellow actor Paul Rudd and his wife Julie and their friend Andy and his wife all bought the store. So he co-owns a candy shop or they co-own a candy shop with fucking Paul Rudd. Oh my god,
0: I've been there. It's like the cutest candy shop and it's across from this really good... Um
1: how did you have like no cafe. idea that it was owned by Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hillary Burton and Paul because Rudd and I his went wife there, Julie? I went
0: there because it was the cute, like, I was like, what is this? Because I love candy. Our listeners must know I love candy. And uh, I was in Rhinebeck, which is the cutest fucking town upstate, <laughs> like candy. on the Hudson. Oh, my God. Big candy van. So when I saw this Samuel Sweet Shop, I was like, well, that looks great. Got to go in there. And... Was told that it was like famous and old. Like when you go to like a famous old cute candy shop, yeah. you don't assume it's owned by Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
1: Well, clearly the owner died and they and it's called loved Samuel's. it and vomited. I love it. Why isn't it called? I don't
0: know any famous people named Samuel aside from that guy from Florence Foster Jenkins. It
1: should literally just be called Hillary Burton, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Paul Rudd and his wife, Julia's Candy Store, because that would get me <laughs> to go in <on> it immediately.
0: <laughs> um,
1: That's number 10. We're only at 10. You, you We need to move on.
0: Sorry. Oh my God! I just can't believe I've been there. That's okay. crazy. All I right. bought so Lindsay. I bought so much candy. I believe
1: it. You love candy. That's our our listeners must know you love candy. Okay. okay. <laughs> number nine is equally good, which is crazy because we're only at number nine. They. <laughs> <laughs> let me just read you a little bit of it. Despite a. Okay. Beside a sick. Despite a 16-year age difference between the two stars, mutual friends of the pair thought Burton and Morgan would get along great, so they set them up in a blind date in 2009. The pair met thanks to Morgan's former Supernatural star, Jensen Ackles, who is a total who, (laughs) who just Mm -hmm. so happens to be married to Danielle Harris, who starred on One Tree Hill with Burton. In an interview, Morgan explained, I happen to be blah, 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 who cares? Point being, they were set up by Supernatural Jensen Ackles' wife, who was on One Tree Hill.
0: Wild. Wild. Crazy, right? Yeah.
1: Right? Crazy. That's wild. Crazy. And also, Jeffrey D. Morgan was on Supernatural.
0: I mean, it seems like everyone's been on Supernatural. The show's been on for like 12
1: years. That's true. It, if it's I mean, it'll be on for enough years that every actor has been on it. So it's like Law & mm-hmm. Order, you know? Okay. Um, number eight is Fast Love. Mm, that's kind of boring. They just like, got together fast. Who cares? Um, number seven is Going Public. Uh, they made their first appearance together as a couple on April 20th, 420, at the premiere for Morgan's film The Losers. Great. Number 6 is past loves, which I told you they both have been married before. Number yes. 5 is marriage. And I think they Marriage. But I think they did get married. In 2014 there were reports that the couple married. But there was no confirmation. Reports. But he yes. but he he calls her his wife, so they're married. Number 4 is baby news. They had a baby. 2010 his name is okay number three is being parents so they just are parents number three Mm -hmm. and number four are the same guys come on number two is the farm uh they have a farm
0: (laughs) oh they have a farm where's the farm in new york
1: uh they brought a farm near Rhinebeck. yes they have a farm we
0: bought a farm we bought a farm we bought a farm oh Rebecca's um, so cute. When
1: they, The first weekend we met, we daydreamed, hey, I want to own a farm. I want to own a shop. And now we live in this beautiful little town. We have a farm and a shop. Wow, aren't you guys lucky that you're rich? One, <laughs> number one oh is God. the best. Wait, number one is the best. <laughs> are you ready for number one? Lay it on me. Similar careers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. In what world is are two actors, how does that mean they're just similar? Why does it say identical careers?
1: Well, let me read you the very long and unnecessary description, which oh is... Oh, my
0: God. Although they
1: didn't meet until 2009, the two have f- funny similarities in their careers. First of all, the pair were both stars in the beloved CW shows. Jeffrey D. Morgan starred in Supernatural as John Winchester for 12 episodes. Meanwhile, okay. Hilary Burton starred in One Tree Hill as Peyton Sawyer. Then they coincidentally both had stints on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I don't remember her. Whatever uh morgan appeared as denny duquette and burton appeared as dr lauren boswell okay that's a lie finally the pair also appeared in the series extant with morgan in 13 episodes burton was six and helped the pair because morgan was hesitant to take the role blah 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 who cares so yes they have similar careers
0: wow which is crazy because
1: that's like yeah they're both actors they have the same career
0: they have the same career yes
1: Um, wow, that was a, that's a crazy list. Fame 10 is the best website on the internet.
0: I don't think we've ever learned more from a blank thing you don't know about blank. Never. Than we just learned here.
1: I would like to shout out the author of this article, Talisa Carter, who went above and beyond, above and beyond. She could have written, you know, very much, not this. (laughs) She could
0: have written a lot of garbage and people still would have clicked on it, but little did they know they were in for like actual education. I
1: feel like Us Weekly needs to get their hands on Talisa Carter don't you think?
0: Oh, she would be a huge asset. Oh my god, she needs to fix whatever the hell they are doing on that website.
1: If she did the top 10 things you didn't know, there'd be actual things. Yeah. Anyways, now you know 10 things. I mean, arguably there's like eight because she repeated a lot, but eight, eight good things.
0: Eight good things is more than the like one and a half you get from us weekly.
1: Very true, very true. I want to be famous.
0: Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poopoo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're gonna be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not gonna smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: I was in Florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town.
0: Your mom's aura frame?
1: The aura frame. The aura frame kept it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo?
0: I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she (laughs) sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No,
1: I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know,
0: they love to steal from and they love to just screenshot and not crops. It'll just be like a cropped
7: Hey Who Weekly, it's Dorian. You don't know me, but I'm calling in because my brother and I were just in a grocery store, and I'm here to ask, who is Garth Brooks? So we were in the chip aisle looking for chips, and the Fritos bag had, like, a silhouette on it, and it said, free Garth Brooks, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but... I was looking and I was like, maybe I know this person, but then they're wearing like a cowboy hat. And I was like, I definitely don't know this person. And then it was like, get their single free. And I was like, oh, iTunes. No, it's on something called Ghost Tunes. What is that? Who is Garth Brooks? Why is there music on something called Ghost Tunes? And isn't that like a very cool thing to be like on a chip bag? I don't know. Anyway, if you could answer that, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Also
1: good form Belletorn? Um, girl, let's <sighs> let's talk. Let's have a talk here. So Garth Brooks <laughs> is the most famous country artist of all time.
0: Of all time. Uh fun fact, did you know that Garth Brooks Garth Brooks's Central Park performance is the biggest crowd that Central Park has ever got like received?
1: I am not surprised.
0: Garth Brooks live in like the early 90s had 980,000 people. Sh- they they all showed up to Central Park to see Garth Brooks.
1: I think this call really is interesting because it represents just the essence of a cultural divide, which is just, you know, somebody like Garth Brooks who is arguably, I wasn't joking, one of the biggest country artists of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Of modern mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: I mean, especially in terms of album sales, yes.
1: And it's not about age, I don't think, because he's still very relevant. He won CMT Artist of the Year this year, I'm pretty sure, at their awards. Didn't he just win? Lindsay,
0: did you just ask me who won a CMT award this
1: (laughs) year? Okay. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) I thought
0: you knew. Didn't he? Didn't he?
3: Didn't he?
1: My point is, is that it's not always about age. It's not always like I'm too old or too young to know this person. It's a lot of that sometimes, but sometimes it's just a straight up... Cultural divide where, you know, if you don't listen to country music, you don't know what Garth Brooks is like. Another thing, you probably know Garth Brooks' songs. You just don't know what he looks like. Because to be fair, his look is not as iconic as his songs and his sound. Right. Right. Or at least and his, his look
0: as Garth Brooks. His look as Chris Gaines, to me, <laughs> um, is very iconic Chris and Gaines. memorable. But we really shouldn't open the Pandora's box of Chris Gaines.
1: Well, I was going to say to her, if you... If you're hearing this and you're like, "I don't care," and that's fine, I recommend you look up Chris Gaines and read the entire history of Chris Gaines because you will then care about Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. I promise you, because mm-hmm. it is such a wonderful thing that he did, such a batshit crazy, batshit crazy, crazy. literally,
0: honestly, ahead of his time, and I feel like it's true. He deserves. It's true. He deserves that
1: he was the lady gaga of his of his time he really <laughs> broke down doors <laughs> he was joe calderoni before she ever decided to you know cause if he was the
0: lady gaga of his time what does that make trisha yearwood his, his wife because taylor Kinney didn't last
1: <laughs> trisha yearwood is our fucking nation's a treasure she's a treasure yeah, and we she has no talk. equal
4: she has no equal
3: he was a rocker who liked fast cars
4: and even faster women sex that's the greatest thing about being a musician
9: His passion for music was rivaled by only one thing. I've gone to his hotel room on
4: occasion, and uh, there have been more women there than I would count on one hand. But his addiction to sex finally forced Chris Gaines to seek help.
1: The other thing I want to say is, you said what is Ghost Tunes?
4: Oh my God, Garth, God. the who-iest, the
0: hooiest <laughs> music streaming site. So you oh know about
1: God. you know about tidal. <laughs> There's only one, like streaming digital library store that is hooier than Title, and that is Garth Brooks Ghost Tunes, which he sells his own songs on and other country artists' songs on. But apparently, he makes quite a bit of money on this site.
0: And it's not just it's not just country. It has uh, it has all all genres. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. I, I really, I really don't understand it. Cause it's like you buy, I think you buy the albums. I don't I think Lindsay, you own it know. more
1: and it's a better track quality. I just want to say my point is, is that <sighs> if we could prove to you how famous Garth Brooks is, is that he can have his own streaming service. That's mostly his music. That's still successful. That's how it's like if Beyonce was like, you can only get my music. Oh wait, that's a lot. You can only get my music on title. And then title was literally just the Beyonce service with other various little things, but mostly just to get Beyonce. That's like Garth Brooks and ghost tunes.
0: Um, it, it makes me think of um, my reaction upon hearing this call was a lot like, what's her name? The little girl in True Beverly Hills. Whenever the cop pulls them over and her dad is like the famous boxer. And she's like, <laughs> yes. excuse me, yeah. officer. Uh, you know my Do you daddy know who is. this man is? Yeah. <laughs> That's like me talking about Garth Brooks He sold out Central Park in 1992 He married Trisha Yearwood He had the Red Strokes He sang We Shall Be Free The Thunder Road Blah 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 Garth Our Nation's Country King Brooks (coughs)
1: But it just shows that like who's in them's like it's a it's a personal experience it's a it's a subjective experience sometimes for people.
0: Wow, beautiful, beautiful. You didn't
1: commentary. know you didn't know who this random white guy's face was on your bag of Fritos, and I don't blame <laughs> you necessarily because Garth Brooks on a bag of Fritos would not be instantly recognizable. Maybe Garth Brooks with a with a, a cowboy hat on at a saloon selling you know
0: ghost tune subscriptions
1: <laughs> selling. Cha, I don't know what, what he would sell that would make more sense. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't blame you for being confused. Because if I saw uh, Billy Joel's face on a Nike sneaker or something, I would be like, what? At first. And then I'd be like, is that Billy Joel?
0: I know it's not your point, but if you told me Garth Brooks and Billy Joel were brothers, I would believe you. They have similar face shapes and features.
1: You are right. That was not my point. <laughs> <laughs> next. <laughs> next call. Excuse me, officer.
3: Don't you know who this man is? Jasmine. Honey.
2: Jasmine Cooler.
3: You're too modest, daddy. Look, this here's the man who put the space in Spinks' teeth. The man who knocked the hair up Hagler's head. He's the best. He's the greatest. He's my dad, James, the Jackhammer Chakoff. Now daddy, shake the man's hand and let's be on our way.
0: Lindsay, Bobby, I love you. I'm trying to be calm. But
3: Larry is Louie and Harry, not Liam and Harry. I'm sure you're getting other calls about this. I'm taking
7: deep breaths. Crunch crunch.
0: Okay, people aren't out here shipping Liam family values pain with Harry queer baiting styles.
6: Larry is about Louie and Harry.
3: Come on. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby.
7: I'm just calling. I think I've called you about this before. But you constantly confuse Liam and Louie from One Direction. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, it, it is um, Louie and so Harry that, that, Larry. that are Larry.
3: Uh, guys, <laughs> i okay. Hi, I know I'm not you the only one because um, obviously I have don't like this. I know,
6: you know, know. I'm so sorry, Louis and call, I'm very excited.
7: I'm the got i
5: I'm one Direction
6: Larry. Um, this is an extremely important distinction to some people. um And I just, I would hate you to get on the wrong side of the Larry Shippers.
0: It's Louie and Harry, not Liam
1: and Harry. We like really need to move on. Hey, who weekly? It's Leah Delaria.
5: Gotta be sad. I got to thank you for the shout-out that you gave me in your First Wife Club commentary. Let's just say I was flattered. Anyway, question. I know that I'm generally a who, but I'm definitely a them in the gay world. I'm also kind of a them in the Broadway world, or am I? Anyway, I'd appreciate your take on my specific fame level, my specific fame level. Anyway, Leah in Greece, Crunch Crunch Bitches. Bye. This is like
1: so. <laughs> when I uh, uh, heard this, I just like sc- screamed. <laughs> uh, uh, Which hooligan like coached Leah Delaria to like <laughs> make the perfect weekly call? <laughs> you can't even deal.
0: I don't even know what to say about this. This
1: is amazing.
0: I mean, Leah Delaria, Broadway them, <laughs> gay them, New York them. general who who. (laughs) she knows knows it we know it
1: to embrace your who but uh, but also celebrate your thing as she said yeah incredible
0: i used to live when i lived in bushwick i would see her all the time leah if you're listening to this i've said hi to you a couple times i've been like hey and you would always say hey
1: (laughs) that's so nice
0: (laughs) one time i saw her on the train platform and i was like hello and she was like hey (laughs) and that's it
1: I love that for you guys. So you've met is what you're saying.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, she has no idea she met me. I was like, hello.
1: <laughs> I mean, we did, you know, this was at the, in the first, the Patreon only First Wives Club Patreon movie episode. commentary. Because um, if you'll
0: remember, there's a scene in First Wives Club where they go to a gay bar, lesbian bar. Um, she's the one who, when Goldie Hawn walks in, she's like, I knew you were gay. And then she dances with Goldie Hawn on the dance floor.
1: Incredible. It's cute. Incredible.
0: Um. Wow. So Leah's Larry, you got it all right. Wow. General who, Broadway them, gay them, New York them.
1: It's true. And it's it, it's, you know, it's your identity is made up of many different who's and thems, you know? Like you can't you're not just like a general who or them, even though sometimes we do designate that. Like there are pieces, there are small pieces.
0: I sent Josh Leah the call it. yesterday and I yeah. was like, uh and I said, Leah Delaria called and I sent him the call. And yeah. then like 30 seconds later he goes, What? <laughs> and I said, you know big boo orange is the new black and he goes no i know who it is i'm just saying what <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just assumed that he, he was, was like, like i <laughs> know who
0: this is that's so fun i'll that play some fun. of her music because she has like jazz albums um we've oh also like melora harden her. yeah we've also talked about her music in the past and i think i have played some of her music because she weirdly comes oh, up frequently
3: down, hon, Hi Who Weekly, my name is Scarlett, I am a long time, long time, and long time Patreon subscriber from the UK, and I was just wondering if my dad, Richard Curtis, is a who or a them. It's something that has really been on my mind for a while now, and you occasionally mention him in episodes, which makes me think he's a who, which I'd be much happier with. So, yes, please let me know. I feel like I'm doing one of those TikTok videos where people pretend to be related to vaguely famous people. But I'm not. He's my actual dad. And I love your podcast. Okay, bye.
0: You better believe. You better believe we're playing that call. Ah! Are you kidding? Keep calling. Call every week. Oh, my. Put put your dad on the line.
1: Does your dad know about us? Does Richard Curtis know about us?
0: If he does, I will lose it. (laughs) Let's do it. One, two, three.
1: Them. Them. <laughs> but like, but are we kidding ourselves here? Or are we being just like, he's a them to us? I think. He's one of Bobby's favorite.
0: Here's the thing. It's complicated because he's one of those people who definitely gets from the guy who brought you love action. Like from the guy who brought you four weddings and from the guy who, from the writer of, like, he's a them. He's a resume them.
1: But sure. I feel like
0: maybe he's a, he's a name who, Name who. Everything he's made is a them, and everything he's made stars them. I
1: gotta say, Scarlet, who called in, is also a who. And I mean that. Scarlet, I I did not know you listened when I was
0: raving about how good yesterday is earlier this year. (laughs) I just genuinely loved yesterday. Tell him that I loved it.
1: (laughs) You did, though? Yes. We talked about
0: this. Yeah. You were like, was it really good? And I was like,
1: yes, it was great. Yeah. But I watched it and I thought it was fine.
0: Kate McKinnon's terrible in it, but
1: isn't there Coke also?
0: Lindsay, it's about how like these weird little things are missing. So it's just to show that like other things, like there aren't cigarettes either. I know it make why is there cigarettes? But that is the that is the that is the genius of Richard Curtis sci-fi. <sighs> Let go. It all goes back to About Time too. He knows that it's about pointless About Time to it. is so is good. Brilliant. It's amazing. Brilliant. He knows that it's. A waste of energy to try to explain these sorts of fantasies because they don't, like, especially these sort of paradoxes don't make any sense. So, like, why even bother trying to explain why there's no But that is why, why no a Richard Curtis rom com is
1: so clean because he doesn't get bogged down by he the science. Get, exactly. Because once you slightly open the door to try to explain the science behind you whatever bullshit, up. you fuck it up. Keep that door you, shut, Richard once Curtis. You
0: Chris, once you try to Christopher Nolanize something, Nothing. you're uh, it's You're done. You're, you're done. finished. All, but he, uh, Christopher Nolan, them. Richard Curtis, who? Richard <laughs> Curtis, better.
1: Well, duh. I mean, Richard Curtis, like, is... Tell you your know. dad
0: he's better than Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Me. Compl- Hi, Richard. You're better than Christopher Nolan. He's like, what?
1: God, please! If I just in my mind, I hear her playing this for her dad, and just hearing ugh. that
0: call again has like stirred something within me.
1: Well, he's you know one uh. of the, he's one of the greats. So your dad rules, and you should he's be. He's one
0: of the greats, but he's a who I think. Yeah.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> well, the... <laughs> that's fine. We always say it's not a value judgment, and you're he's a who- one of and the honestly, all-time greats. You're who? a who
1: too. She's written two bestsellers. She's she's up there too.
0: Two who's in the family.
1: It runs in the family. It's genetic. Who runs in the family? Okay. Next call. <laughs> Hello, Cool J. Who are them?
4: Good
1: form, dollars born.
0: Come on. One, two, three. Them. them.
1: Come on. Come on. Them. Hey, God, come on. It's one of
0: those things where like, y- y- like Generation Z he doesn't know who he is.
1: Come on. He's still, but he's still around. Also with a name like that, ladies love Cool J.
0: That'll never go away.
1: I know. Okay, let's keep going.
9: Hello, uh, this is Richard Curtis, Scarlett Curtis's um, dad. Uh, writer of Four Weddings and a Funeral, which was originally Four Weddings and a Honeymoon, until Helen Fielding, the writer of Bridget Jones, told me that I should try and write something deep for a change. Uh, writer of Notting Hill, which was originally The Famous Girl. That was the title I wanted, that I was talked out of it. And Love Actually, which was originally So Bad, in its first cut, that I tried to get it released straight onto um, DVD, but I was unfortunately argued out of it. Anyway, my question is for the Who and Them quiz is John Entwistle, is he a Who or Them or a member of the band The Who? And then my next question is Van Morrison, is he a Who or a Them? or a member of the band, Them. And my witty daughter points out that the Who are a Them band and Them are a Who band, despite the fact that they released both Masterpieces Gloria and um, Here Comes the Night. So there we go. That's uh, my question for the day. And of course, I mean, I think it is important to point out that women don't belong in balloons. Bye.
1: Should you play the sound of Bobby slamming his head against the desk? Because I couldn't listen to it. It. I couldn't listen to it. Whenever the call is, came in,
0: I saw plus four four on the on the voicemail, and I was like, "Ooh, a Brit!" And I love clicking on a Brit call. And then it was like, "Hello, oh, no, it's Richard Curtis." And I like st- I stopped the call because I got so uncomfortable. I sent it to Lindsay, listing, and I was like, "I can't listen to this."
1: Listing your credits with oh like God. tidbits about them is just Chef's kiss. I. Love actually. If I wasn't he thought Love Actually
0: was so bad. He wanted it to go straight to DVD.
1: Oh, oh can you imagine God. if that movie went straight to Four DVD? Four weddings, we on still, honeymoon? we still love it. Yeah.
0: Notting Hill was called The Famous Girl. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Richard, you gotta admit, Richard, Notting Hill's a better title.
1: Oh, Richard Richard God. now you're now you're who weekly canon add that to your fucking IMDB
0: and now he's making dad jokes on our podcast about the Where, who, who and I? them <laughs> I know. okay it's we true. should answer his questions he took the time to call in from Britain um <laughs> at all at all so John Entwistle Singer of the Who, I can't believe his jokes. Okay, he's a Who. I'm sorry. He's a Who in both terms. The yes. Who
1: is a them band, but the members aside from the main guy who <laughs>
0: Yeah. Van Morrison. Same. Van Morrison, however I would call them, right?
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Even though he and he was also in them.
1: Who's the okay. main who guy?
0: Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend.
1: He's a them. And I gotta say, you know what else is a them? Pinball wizard is a
0: them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Um, Keith isn't Keith Moon also in that band? Keith He's Moon in was in the band. Yeah. What happened to him? Is he he okay? died. Oh, he died
0: so cool. in the seventies. Yeah,
1: I gotta say the Who was not really. Uh, my dad and mom were not as big Who Who heads. They were A more. Gra-
0: they were too. It was too much Grateful Dead.
1: My dad was really Grateful Dead. Was your
0: mom Grateful Dead, or did that come with no? Your dad? That
1: was that's a family. That's like also Parrotheads, heads, aren't she, they? Are they parrot heads? No, my dad is kind of a parrot head, but he's more of a Grateful Dead person. No, okay. he, my mom like got that when she got married. Like she had, she married into that. She wasn't like. You know how you like, if you go on a date with a guy or something and they like, like a band, you pretend for the first, like, few you know, you like get in there and then uh-huh. you accidentally uh-huh. marry them or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> that's like what happened with my pair. So now my mom is like, she got too far in <laughs> without turning. In back. too deep. She got in too deep.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: It's not the worst um fandom to, you know, get for. What other into. um
0: should we do? Should we do should we kind of turn this on its heads? Should we do Richard Curtis movies and who were them them? And then oh this can God. kind of end he's the Richard get... Curtis arc of this well, of this podcast. We've been doing too been... many Richard Curtis things.
1: Well, because we can't help it because we're he like He keeps calling in. The Curtis family calling... like keeps calling
0: in. <laughs> The Curtis family will not stop.
1: I feel like we shouldn't do this because it's just like another thing for him to react to. But can we, let's just...
0: Do we want to say anything about Love Actually? Since it's like Love Actually season? Well, I my guess... rule is I can't watch Love Actually until after November first, and it's now November first. I've already scheduled my love, my annual y'all Love Actually viewing with my friends. I just
1: wonder what if Richard Curtis thought that Love Actually should have gone straight to DVD. What he thinks about the idea that every holiday season, much like All I Want for Christmas Is You, Love Actually comes like bubbles back up into the consciousness, and we all have to like talk about it again. It's kind of this like well... wild phenomenon that I can't imagine he he guessed at. I. I okay, Richard. You don't have to call back and answer this. I'm just thinking aloud. I can't
0: find it, but I I bought because you know I'm a a big fan of yours, um, and I bought your Love Actually screenplay recently, like a year ago, and it's like a it's a paperback officially released like the screenplay to Love Actually, and I was like, oh cool, like I want to I kind of want to read how I write like I write I like reading screenplays. And it's, like, the craziest formatted book. It's not, like, a normal screenplay book. It's, like, it's, it's, but it's impossible to read. Like, you can't, it's the whole screenplay format, but there's photos everywhere. It's, like, glossy paper. Oh. And so it's kind of hard to read, and everything's broken up very strangely. But then in the back, it has all the deleted scenes. Ooh. And Richard some of those deleted scenes Not there's good. one in africa and i was like oh, oh my god i okay. understand why
1: this was deleted um can i just say for anyone who what maybe thinks that we're like only like excited about richard curtis because he called the podcast needs to go check out bobby's like writing history because like 95 percent of that of it is about love actually so like <laughs> definitely go check that out if you have it. Like, i interviewed him many... he doesn't remember me he doesn't but he might th- like how, you literally have written about love actually in every place you've ever written
0: I interviewed him about, about time because I was like the most excited person in the world to see that movie. Right, and I so it just the I just want to say that, to that yeah, this
1: means like I think that people might I don't want people to get the wrong idea that this is just like no. we're excited because it happens to be that Richard Curtis's daughter listens to this podcast and now he called us. This is like, this is a long standing.
0: It is not a, an overstatement to say the only reason I have the career I have is because of Love Actually.
1: Yeah. And also, I just want to say, Nora Ephron, may she rest in peace. If she called this podcast, I would like quit the podcast. Like that would be the yes, end first for me. She's dead. Yeah.
0: The only the only reason I have the career I have is because like of both Richard no. Curtis and Nora Ephron. Yeah, that's it. The, right. la, the life I have. Yeah. Nora Ephron Richard Curtis I mean That's the DVD
1: it. that Nora signed is like my greatest the only valuable thing I own currently yeah more valuable than my car I bet no, at
0: this I, point oh 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 absolutely what's the blue book on that car <laughs> <laughs> what's the blue book on that car I'll tell you what it's less than that Nora Ephron signed DVD I mean, my, it's like
1: 15k or something whatever I'm never blue book it. it's relevant
0: no way the blue book values 15k get out
1: of here the blue book you don't even have a car you don't know
0: no I know but I'm just saying blue books are surprisingly low I think okay
1: alright so let's, let's I'm not a
0: car person we're done with this episode I just like saying blue book I know you do you're like what's the blue book <laughs> what's the blue book check the blue book because my dad would be like what's the blue book okay Um, we're done with this episode you can call on 619 who them except unless you're in the Curtis family we've had enough like we love you but like we can't let you monopolize the podcast because the moment you call it we have to play it if the Curtis family calls we have to play it and that's just it'll be greedy of you to call back um, okay but so... if you're ever
1: in America we'd love to meet you <laughs>
0: Yeah, come to New York. We'll we'll hang out. Okay. We'll, our treat. Who weekly treat? So thank you for listening. Six one nine. Who them? Call in with questions, comments, concerns. We will see you on Tuesday. Okay.